Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Miss something from the Todd Feinberg Show? Listen to the podcast on WTIC.com slash podcast. Yeah? Yeah? Is that what you think? Well, call up then. 860-522-9842. Laura Weathersfield, hi. Good afternoon. I, uh, if I was a wealthy woman, I would be buying multiple billboards throughout the state of Connecticut putting a picture of Chris Murphy and his quote from after Sandy Hook. Oh, wouldn't that be great? You cannot. our whole state what he said. People have forgotten, and they need to be reminded. We should, we, I wish we could put billboards all over the state reminding people what Chris Murphy originally said and what his original heart attitude was about all these things. How adamant he was, but if you listen to the longer form statements, he's so reasonable and thoughtful and open to all ideas. A totally different political figure than he is right now, trying to be as divisive and absolutist as possible. And he ignores, and so do many people in this conversation, ignore laws that are already in place and systems that are already in place to prevent some of these things including police procedures and child and family protective services. They have systems and rules and guidelines in place that could have been used to prevent some of these school shootings. You cannot pass a law and fix this. No, you cannot. You need, we need an attitude change. People need to be the adult and speak up and say, this behavior is questionable and is not going to get you anywhere, young man, young lady. Let's get looking on the brighter side of life and towards the future instead of feeling so, you know, whatever word you want to use, depressed and caught up in their own misery. I really believe that some organizations and some adults are helping to perpetuate the misery that people feel instead of thinking about better ways of doing things. I think that is a safe bet. 
And I appreciate hearing from you once again, Laura. Thank you so much. I had a lot of my friends in Congress who think you can solve all this stuff with gun laws. You cannot. Um, you cannot. It's so easy. What did you say, Chris? I had a lot of my friends in Congress who think you can solve all this stuff with gun laws. You cannot. Oh, you can't. Gun laws are a waste of time. It's the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. WTIC on a Monday. That's how Shattuck, is that new that Shattuck was doing that? Did you notice that Thomas doesn't pronounce the vowel in between D and Y? Was that new today, Anthony? I feel like he's done that before, but it confuses me either way, because people at home do that, and he's doing it now. This is home. You left. I guess. I guess. But that's where I grew up. It's but, still but home. But I've never heard him do it except today, so I was just curious if he get, if these afflictions just kind of blow through his life, and then they, they leave. He likes being strange. Mm, that's true. And he's good at it, so he might as well. All right, we've got a guest here we want to talk to, a guy who's... Crazy because he's running for Congress. Running for political office is just nuts. But it's exciting, and we need more people to do it. So I'm not putting it down. I'm just saying, you know, if you have the right personality, it's a great thing to do. But not everybody has that personality because it's uh, it's hard. It takes a lot of durability and determination. Joining us is Dr. Michael Goldstein, running in the 4th Congressional District. Hello, Michael. Hi there. How are you? What are you doing running for Congress? How can you just come on and say, how, how are you, after that introduction? That was well, designed the, the to get answer, a reaction out of you. The, the answer is kind of simple. I mean, people do, some people think I'm crazy to do it. I mean, there's no question about it. But the whole thing is I've spent most of my life as a doctor, and I was a medical society president, and we tried to you know, fight for things to fix our health care system. And, of course, there's lots of other things we need to fix now. And I realized that the average person and even the average organization, if you don't have a lot of money or you don't represent a lot of people, you really have no power. And things are heading in the wrong direction in a lot of ways. And I said to myself, well, it's time to step up and see if I can make a change, mm -hmm. see if I can do something about it. So you're challenging Jim Himes. And, and what kind of thought more specifically went into this? Did you think about how doable it was or what the particular circumstances were? Have you been waiting around for a good year? Uh, no, I mean, I, I, think, I think that... Uh, I think it's. I think it's. A, it's obviously improbable. I mean, incumbents probably win. You know, I think ninety or ninety-five percent of the time. So the the chances of going against an incumbent are pretty slim. But on the other hand, if no one ever challenges them, then it becomes a hundred percent that they don't change. <laughs> and true. so, to me, not being a traditional politician, somebody who spent most of his life as a doctor and later in life actually went to law school and became a lawyer, which is you know, while practicing medicine, mm. uh, I, I feel that the message has to go out that things are, things are really wrong in this country and they're wrong in this state. I mean, look at, look at the energy crisis, for example. I mean, we've never seen gasoline prices like this. We've never seen heating oil or food or, I mean, or inflation. I mean, this whole, the, the, this whole country is in big trouble, and so many people now are just struggling to pay their bills, or they may not even be able to pay their bills, and yet the political establishment, whether it's Times, 
or Biden or the there none of them are even addressing the issue. No mm-hmm. one's even talking about it. No one's even looking for a real solution. And to me, when you have a government that's not actually working for the people, which is what our system is supposed to do, uh, something is terribly wrong, and we need to make change. Do you have any theories as to what is wrong, why we technically have? I mean, everybody looks at our government, and they think it's the same one they studied in school if they were lucky enough to go to a school that taught such things. And they look at it, and they see on the surface it looks like the American system, as we learned in school, but it doesn't function that way. Why do you think that is? Well, I think that the problem is we have the we have you know the, essentially the career politician and the career politician when they get to Washington, what they're looking to do is to move up the food chain of the political ladder, and they're more concerned about their own careers than they are you know representing the people that vote for them, especially in what you would call a safe district. So ours is considered a safe district where the likelihood of anybody beating an incumbent. You know, Democrat in any of the five congressional districts is pretty slim. So there's there's no there's no need for accountability. So they can focus on their career and not focus on really the needs of the people. So our system essentially has shifted its priorities so that the politicians are more interested in their careers than they are interested in actually representing the people. Yeah, well, I I concur with that, and I think you're absolutely right. What it, it strikes me that the way to break through, as somebody like you, who wants to get the Republican nomination, you've got opposition, Jamie Stevenson, I think, is running, and anybody else? Yes. Is it just the two of you? Yes, it's just the two of us. So, so you've got to rhetorically, I think, come up with some scheme to make yourself jump out. Are you looking at it like that? Well, I mean, I think I think that the, the the most important thing is to point out the differences. Once again, I mean, you know, Jamie Stevenson is somebody who has been in politics for a long time. She was the uh, first selectman from Darien. She ran for tried to run for the lieutenant governor slot in 2018, and now she's looking to run to Congress. So she would, in many many ways, you know, fit more of the mold of the career politician versus myself, the mold of the non-career politician, which I think, so that's one distinction. I mean, obviously my background is a doctor and a lawyer and a medical society leader in healthcare, which is a major issue for a lot of people. I mean, we spend $4 trillion a year on healthcare, of which about a trillion goes to administrative expenses, and we can certainly streamline it, and certainly we can make it more efficient. We have an Obamacare system where if you don't get have employer-based insurance, the options that you have are very limited to these high-expense, high-deductible plans, which really don't work for the average person. I mean, they're essentially catastrophic insurance, but if you have, like, routine problems, they're no good. If you leave the state and you anything other than emergency care, you cannot get covered. So it's... So the healthcare aspect is just obviously one part of it, and then of course, you know, there's the, the so many other issues: the social issues, the uh, the rights of parents to, um, you know, fight for their children, and then the schools. And our schools be should be, you know being refocused in terms of teaching more propaganda rather. All right, than but education. but excuse me a sec. The the sure. challenge is how do you break through with these messages and not sound like somebody else who's saying. Um, some maybe some of the right things but it sounds like uh, kind of a politician talking it's well, you know it, if you it, think it, back to what happened in 2016 with 
Bernie Sanders and Donald Trump both being the breakthrough candidates in their respective parties. There was a lot of similarity there, I think, that caused them to break through, and that was they spoke in a way that made clear which side they were on, the side of the people. It was visceral, and people found that appealing. And they don't want to get lost in words and long lists of issues. They want to sense you that you feel the same kind of disgust with how rigged the system is and how bad it is for average people. And you've got to somehow communicate that, don't you think? Well, yeah. One of the things that, you know, since I was not the nominee at the party convention, the only way that I could actually get on a ballot was to go out and get signatures from Republican voters mm-hmm. and to reach and, and also to get people to volunteer to help me. And how did you do that? Was that going door to door or supermarket? Uh, door to door doesn't really work that well in Connecticut. It was it, the, one of the one of the most fruitful places for me was actually the garbage dump in Greenwich. Mm. So dumps are great places. <laughs> they so are. That's where they're in the mornings. It's like sometimes it's seven o'clock when it opens, and you know, as the cars pulled in to dump their garbage, we would ask them if they were Republicans, and if they were, if they would sign a petition. And you know, we we got to see how people reacted to lots of things. Some people mm-hmm. said they were independents, and we told them that if I ever make it to an election, I gave them some literature and said, "Well, think about me." And you know, and I and I sat down and talked to people. I took a certain amount of abuse from some people who cursed me out, said some pretty disgusting things. and uh, That and was when you said you were a Republican, or asked them if they oh, were Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I had one guy that said he was going to sue me for defamation, because I asked him if he was a Republican, and I said, go ahead. <laughs> I, w- I thought it would be great publicity if I made the news. Oh, that yes, that would have been good. We're talking with Dr. Michael Goldstein from Greenwich. He's running in the 4th Congressional District against Jim Himes. Well, he's hoping to. He's, uh, he's running on the Republican side right now to get the nomination. And uh, what do you have a website? You you do. Sure. I thought it, I was it, there. What's it? It's www.goldsteinforcongress.com. I also have a Facebook page with the same name, and I have and I have you know Instagram, and uh, I have yeah. The Facebook uh, will do the trick, or the, I'm sorry, yeah, the website will do the trick. Good. But any, and I also have my my regular Facebook page, which is Michael Goldstein, which has some other stuff in it, which is mm-hmm. not all political. But you know, I'm like a real person. I'm not, you know, and 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 when you know, when I have conversations with people, they can sense the difference between the person who's a, you know, sort of a politician and somebody who's like an an ordinary person just out there trying to make some changes. Yes, but I it just would like if it were me, I'd be thinking, how do I create buzz? How do well, I I'm, make? I'm, I'm open to suggestions. How's that? I mean, to, you know, we we did talk to probably between the the there and then we we were at Home Depot. We were in Stop and Shop, Shoprite, yep. gas stations, and who knows where else we were. And we probably spoke to maybe thirty thousand people. I mean, we really actually interacted with a lot of people because the percentage of people that were actually you know Republicans and willing to sign petitions was relatively small. Uh, yeah, it's hard. It and, was and, hard. You, and, 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 and there was only about, I mean, there was only really a 32-day window to do it. Yeah, it's amazing that you did it. It's a very impressive mm-hmm. thing. It's a hard well, we way actually, to get on the ballot. We actually needed 1,964 signatures to get on the ballot that were verified. We collected about 3,500, and about 2,400 were actually valid, which means that we were we were over 400 signatures over what we actually needed. Yeah, that's great. Uh, so so it, was, you, it, it was impressive. It was a team effort it was good you mentioned that you got your uh, legal credential late in life 
after yeah. long after you were working as a medical doctor and i just i wonder how you did that were you a super student always so that was like mm. nothing because i can't imagine going back to school and having to plow through those books i fall asleep after a couple of paragraphs of, uh, of something entertaining <laughs> well uh, you know it was it was interesting i mean actually what happened was it was something i had thought about for a long time and my older son was applying to law school and my wife said mm, why don't you help him study for the lsats and i looked at the stuff and said mm, i can do this and so i i just made up my mind that i would <laughs> that i would do it and I wound up taking this, you know, I went to Pace Law School in White Plains, which was not mm -hmm. too far from where I live. And I would go, they had like a pre-law school, like summer class. I mean, I had already been accepted so I could get a feel for what it was like. And I, I found it interesting. It's, it's actually different to go to school when you're older because your, your perspective is very, is very different. And the difference, you know, medicine is more of an exact science and we, where everything's more black and white and in mm -hmm. law, everything's gray. So it's like a completely different way of thinking about things. And so it was kind of interesting to look at the world from a completely different perspective. Yeah, it, it must be. And what did you learn about yourself and your own inclinations studying the uh, that I was actually, <laughs> I was actually surprised that I had the ability to go from an operating room to a law school class like within in an hour and totally <laughs> shift gears. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty impressive. That's great. And, and I would, you know, I, I used to you know get up in the morning. I used to, I used to read if I was either if I was taking the train, for example, I would read on the train, or mm -hmm. I, you know, I'd read in early in the morning or late at night, and somehow my days were just incredibly long. And I somehow had the determination to do it, and uh, I was, it was kind of, it was, it was different. Yeah. So there's got to be, uh, there's got to be an angle for you in that combination. That well, I think it's a good combination for somebody to actually be in Washington because you know if you think about it, if you look at the, our pandemic and and you know everybody talks about following the science. But, you know, they, they really didn't always follow the science. I mean, a lot of businesses were shut down that didn't have to be shut no down. No kidding. There's no, no kidding. science. They weren't interested even vaguely in the science. Exactly. That's why you need people that actually know some science to, to, to sort of counteract what, what's going on. You need people with more of a background to sort of protect the public and make sure that the people do follow the science and that, they're not, and that their lives aren't torn apart for no reason. Yeah. Well, thank you for taking the time to talk to us. It's fun to meet you. Dr. Michael Goldstein, give us that website again. Sure, www.goldsteinforcongress.com. And thank you so much for having me on. And as things go on, hopefully you'll have me on again. Yes, yeah, so I'll we'll stay in touch when, uh, when you figure out a really pithy, hard-hitting attack, maybe a good slogan, the doctor who sues, something like that, you know. Like make people make people uh, open their eyes and wonder who you are. I don't know. That was just off the top of my head. All right, that's Dr. Michael Goldstein. Check him out online, and uh, he's running against Jim Himes in the fourth congressional district for the Republican nomination. There, what if I can't imagine going to law school as uh, somebody who's already been a practicing lawyer for a long time? That is impressive stuff. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Miss something from the Todd Feinberg Show? Listen to the podcast on WTIC.com slash podcast. Oh, yeah, WTIC. So much going on. So little time to talk about it. Let's talk to George and Vernon. Hey, George. Well, that was right to the point, wasn't it? I like the sound of that truck going up the hill, too. Well, I'm assuming it was a hill. Should we not talk to people? Should we just mind our business? What is this? I've got to just see what this is. That's exactly right. According to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, prices are up across... Oh, yes. The malaise. I wanted to talk about the malaise. The price... I know, you have to be more specific because there are many malaises. Listen to this one. That's exactly right. According to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, prices are up across the board. Rent has jumped more than 26% from last year. Food Rent up 26% from last year. Now, I was wondering when I saw that number, because that really jumps out. Because there's other numbers that are big, that are that are smaller. Listen. Rent has jumped more than 26% from last year. Food prices are up. We're not just talking about eating out. We are talking about going to the grocery store and eating at home. That is up almost 12%. That's the biggest increase since 1979. All right, so eating, buying food for eating at home is up 12%. Is that what she said? And housing, rent, is up 26%. How can rent be up 26%? How can that be? Why would inflation of rents be so high? I'm thinking maybe it's got to do with the rent protections that were passed during COVID. Rent has jumped more than 26% from last year. Food prices are up. We're not just talking about eating out. We are talking about going to the grocery store and eating at home. That is up almost 12%. That's the biggest increase since 1979. All right. Joe Jimmy Carter. Protein really seeing a spike. Eggs up more than 32%. Meats, poultry, fish up more than 14%. And in all, it is costing... Wait a second. Listen to this. In all. In all, how much has your life gotten more expensive? $341 more per month for you to buy the same things you were buying last year, Michael. Oh, that is the strain. The question is, does that include petrol? Does that include gasoline? That's the only thing. That just didn't seem like enough money. Because if, if uh, gas is basically doubled, then... A big chunk of that, third or half of that extra money, would be the the um, 
would be the result of gas. $341 more per month. For yeah, so three, say, yeah, yeah, it's all, I think we're paying $300 a month more just to buy gas, aren't we? It's terrible for one car. If you're buying one tank a, a week, which you don't always do that. Now, back to the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. You know why I like to have Chris Powell on? You know why? Because he makes really, he makes amazing points that other people don't make. Because he sees the arguments. Chris, hello there. Hey, Todd. Nice to be with you. You're... Uh, you know, I've been I've been perusing your columns the last couple of days, thinking about which one is the most compelling, and it's tough because you have some good stuff. But the uh, the the idea of a coup and Donald Trump and him being chased for his coup attempt, and what you had to say about that is pretty interesting stuff. You want to start there? Sure. Uh, you know, look, I have no uh, love for for Trump. I find him. Uh, reprehensible, uh, but what's going on now seems like you know, we're trying to impeach him a third time, and uh, I'm not sure that's necessary in any case. Um, you know, he's he's been accused of uh, instigating a, a coup or insurrection, and you know, certainly what he did was uh, was very bad, but at the same time, the people who were, many of the people anyway, are accusing him of uh, having instigated a, a coup, or they're, they're trying to uh, uh, outlaw uh, firearms. Uh, they, you know, like uh, uh, the uh, semi-automatic rifles to to be prohibited, as they once were. Uh, uh, many people on the left uh, want all all guns uh, confiscated, so that only the government uh, would have guns. Well, you know, wait a minute. Uh, one of the lessons we should have learned from the supposed coup was. Uh, uh, to paraphrase uh, the uh, the old slogan, when uh, when uh, guns are outlawed, only Trump will have guns. Uh, we used to say that about uh, about Nixon. When you know yeah. guns are outlawed, only Nixon will have guns. I mean, even Nixon's defense secretary, uh, Jim Schlesinger, was afraid that Nixon was going to pull a coup and uh, issued a special directive to the Joint Chiefs of uh, Staff, uh, telling them that uh, no orders that. Uh, Came directly from the White House. Uh, no deployment orders, anyway, were were to be uh, obeyed. Well, you know, if if Trump was was trying to pull a coup, uh, wouldn't we want uh, an armed citizenry to uh, to uphold the uh, the duly elected government? Well, you know, I, I don't think the the left is thinking too clearly about this. I think Trump derangement syndrome is uh, is still clouding a lot of people's minds. Well, wait a sec. They would say. Even if you've got a point, Chris, the those guns that in the hands of average people, one per home or whatever, that's not going to be enough to make a difference. What's your answer to that? Well, I know in uh, Ukraine the uh, uh, government has been issuing uh, uh, AR-15-style uh, weapons to the population, and uh, uh, they've been making... Uh, uh, a lot of trouble for the the Russian invaders. Uh, yeah, you know the the, the government of Ukraine's not passing out nuclear weapons, but uh, uh, they are passing out uh, rifles. They're passing out uh, uh, drones and uh, hand grenades. That some of the drones are 
are dropping. Uh, you know, the, uh, uh, the communist uh, insurgents in Vietnam uh, didn't have big weapons either. They, mainly they had uh, uh, rifles and uh, small arms. And, uh, you know, in, in the hands of a determined population, yeah, those, those uh, small arms can make all the difference. Well, that's also what we've learned in our wars in the Middle East. Yeah, indeed. It's an armed population. doesn't have to have nuclear weapons. Uh, uh, as, as long as it is capable of waging uh, serious resistance, then, uh, you know, it, it, it's got to be reckoned with. Uh, you know, I, I was looking up the other day, there was a, a very famous historian about 50 years ago named, I think, Carol Quigley, wrote a lot of books. He was a consultant to uh, the Defense Department and, and other agencies. Uh, he concluded that uh, a uh, uh, prerequisite of uh, democracy was an armed population, that uh, democracy tended to develop only in places where uh, the, uh, the people had, uh, had enough weaponry to uh, be somewhat uh, competitive with the government. Now, you know, I, I'm a college dropout. I'm not a professor of uh, history at colleges, but uh, this, is, uh, this is not a novel thought. Well, novel thoughts are not uh, frequently part of the conversation, given that the, the news media in this country seems to favor whatever the dominant narrative is. If there's a big, glowing, throbbing story, they don't want to do anything to ruin that by providing counterarguments or facts. And I, I find this a growing concern that even if there's no malice on the part of the media, they're just trying to survive. And that's what you have to do is go for the clicks where, where the clicks are available. And if the Democrats are pumping up some big, crazy story about how uh, banning guns is the only way you can stop school shootings and there's no room for even having a conversation about something else, that, that leaves us in a position where we're really in trouble if the media just goes along and won't put in any ideas, alternative ideas? What are we supposed to do? We, not everybody reads you every week, Chris. Well, <laughs> my, my wife does, and I think she'd like some relief. But uh, the, uh, the media, Todd, is, uh, is, is failing us. I mean, I've, I've been in the, uh, the news business in Connecticut for, good Lord, more than 50 years. And uh, uh, the news organizations now, uh, especially on the national level, but even on the state level now, they're, they're pretty frankly partisan. Uh, they've taken sides, and uh, they will not ask critical questions of the side they favor. Uh, I, I see this all, all the time, uh, and uh, this is uh, uh, leaves the public very ill-served. Do you see this as getting worse? Is this a new phenomenon, or has it always been? What's the trajectory? Well, uh, look, uh, news organizations have always had political leadings. Uh, the newspapers in the United States uh, originated as, very frankly, as, as organs of uh, the political parties of, uh, of, of the time. Uh, but uh, then, you know, they, they became more middle of the road, more impartial, I think, because uh, business was, was better that way. You could uh, appeal to more readers that way, but... Uh, uh, now, as uh, literacy and civic engagement among the population uh, are, are declining, it's uh, it's harder to get readership, and I think they've uh, 
decided uh, to get readership uh, by you know taking sides with a constituency they think they can they can sell to uh, reliably and and this works uh, uh, very well I think for the people who dominate uh, journalism who are almost overwhelmingly uh, uh, liberals because they can just let their their political uh, uh, you know prejudices prejudices run free and I think that's what we're we're seeing we see it a little uh, less often, uh, but we still see it on uh, on the conservative side. Uh, you know, Fox News is very conservative, and there's some new news organizations, uh, internet news organizations, that have come up on uh, the political right to, to try to compensate for the bias on on the left. Uh, uh, but uh, you know, both both sides, you know, will not ask the critical questions of their own side. That's that's my problem. Chris Powell is with us from the Journal Inquirer. You also wrote a fun piece on Senator Blumenthal and his his uh, desire for the government to take over some big chunk of oil companies. Yeah, you know, Senator Blumenthal has been in elective office in Connecticut for 37 years, and 20 of those years uh, were his attorney general. And uh, I think he spent a lot of his time uh, railing against the oil industry. And uh, uh, I guess the other day he uh, uh, came out and said that, uh, you know, the increase in gas prices was the oil industry's fault uh, and that uh, the federal government should impose a, a windfall profits tax on the oil companies and take half of their profits and use them as rebates to uh, to consumers. And I just thought this was terrible demagoguery because the rise in oil prices is is not the uh, the doing of the uh, the the oil industry you know the senator forgets that just a little more than 2 years ago the oil business was in such disarray uh because of the uh, virus ep- ep- epidemic that oil futures contracts in the United States actually came to have negative value by I think as much yeah. as $37 per per per, per barrel uh, you know, if you if you were going by the futures market two years ago, oil was uh, without any value in in the United States because there was such a surplus of it. Well, now there's a scarcity of it. Uh, uh, if the oil industry controlled prices, that wouldn't have happened uh, two years ago. Oil is a is a world market subject to a lot of volatility in in, in price. Uh, the oil companies don't control the price. It doesn't mean that they're angels. Uh, it doesn't mean they don't commit antitrust violations. It just means that the spike we have in oil prices now is not the doing of the oil industry. The, the spike in prices is due first to the inflationary policies of the federal government, which has created trillions of dollars in the last few years, uh, which have not been supported by uh, United States industrial production or service production, or even by the world's production. We've Our money supply has been out, outpacing the, the whole productivity of, of the world, and we get away with this because we issue the world reserve currency. The federal government is responsible for this inflation in the first place. Uh, and In the second place, well, Senator Blumenthal said that the uh, the companies were uh, 
guilty of what he called unconscionable profiteering because they were paying dividends and bonuses and, and doing share buybacks in a, instead of investing in new production. But that's, that's not true. They're not investing in new production because the administration, of which Senator Blumenthal is a part and which the nominal leader is President Biden, uh, has, from its first day, been swearing to destroy oil production in the United States. Well, uh, when you've got an administration that is dedicated to destroying the oil industry, why should the oil industry be investing in new production? Why shouldn't the oil industry decide simply to, to gain its pro- uh, profits from uh, uh, government-enforced scarcity? Uh, but this, this is just total demagoguery from the senator as he seeks re-election. Is this a new thing, or has he always been this way? Well, I think he's always uh, been scapegoating the oil industry. Uh, no, in general, uh, you know, though, he's kind of he runs a clown show where he just runs from one camera to the next, yelling and screaming about some corporate interest that's causing all the problems. But I don't feel like people take him seriously. Well, uh, look, there was a Quinnipiac poll the other day that uh, found that his job approval rating in Connecticut. Uh, had fallen dramatically, that it was only uh, two points positive, something like 45 to 43 yeah. percent. And that, you know, has led some observers to think that, well, maybe people in Connecticut are suffering Blumenthal fatigue. Uh, you know, 37 years of, you know, screaming that uh, all these uh, hob- hobgoblins are uh, running around. Maybe people are tiring of it. Maybe they're they're, you know, learning that um, maybe it's not entirely valid. I, 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 I don't know, but uh, I, I do think that a Republican candidate for U.S. Senator who had something to say and enough money to make sure people heard it, you know, might have a chance of defeating him. That was <laughs> nicely put. Chris Powell, thank you, sir. Thank you, Todd. We'll talk to you next week. Chris Powell, Journal Inquirer. Always insightful and sharp and incisive. And he does it again right there. It's fun to, um, you should check out his columns if you haven't read them. It's, it's fun to see how he just so carefully tears into people and uh, doesn't do any extraneous damage. Just goes right to the heart of things. 860-522-9842. Which is what we want from news. And, and it just doesn't happen that often. So it's particularly gratifying when it does. It just feels wonderful. Oh, Todd John here. Yeah, did Any we get through John? Laws? No, we didn't, did we? Oh, Todd John here. Any gun laws, city, state, or federal, that are passed that hurt the honest person is wrong. They never punish the bad guys. And if any of these shootings that continue, even after the bill is passed, it should become non-inviolable, non-viable. Also, all those who voted for it, city, state, or federal, should be held responsible because it doesn't work and they hurt the honest person, whether they are voted out of office or they retire, their vote is still on record, and because they voted for something that did not work, they shall be held responsible, in my humble opinion. 
we're getting too crazy here. Do something, do something, do something. Whatever they do doesn't work because it keeps happening again and again. And I also hold the media responsible. Well, of course hold the media responsible. The media is making a mess of everything, John. Thank you for that, sir. 860 <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 